Hello everybody, it is I, Casper, from Scary, Massachusetts, and I am getting ready to present to you guys episode 105. I hope you guys like the intro to the song by Marilyn Manson, Sweet Dreams Are Made of These, and it's once again only available to those listening on Anchor. Uh, If you're listening on any other platform, you're not going to get to hear it, but for those of you who are curious, go look on YouTube and look for Marilyn Manson, Sweet Dreams, um, and you will indeed, I think, kind of sort of be disturbed, and I feel like this song is the perfect fit for the stories you're about to hear. Straight out of Massachusetts. Scary, scary stories. Some of them, I think I'm going to leave it up to you to decide which ones are real and which ones aren't, because it's some pretty scary stuff that happens And for those of you who are thrill seekers, this is perfectly for you. And so it starts. I hope you're all either prepared for the scary stories that are coming in bits and pieces and hopefully to have a co-host join in and share thoughts and experiences perhaps or it'll just be me telling scary stories i hope you guys won't be too ter like completely terrified of some of the absolutely true things that happened here in massachusetts or some of the fiction stories that me and some folks come in like we create things on the fly because We like to do creative storytelling and creative writing, so perhaps you could enjoy some of the fiction stuff, but sometimes I think we kind of scare ourselves too. But let me tell you this one story, I think. No, actually, I'm going to let you decide whether it's real or not. Um, So with my stories, I like to incorporate people of all backgrounds people with disabilities, people without, all types of things. So it's not one like these stories where nobody, there's no diversity. There is some diversity in everything. So continuing. Several years ago, there was a young guy. He was around 23 years old and he was experiencing diminished hearing. He had some hearing loss some pretty bad hearing loss and he lived in he lives in swamps he lived in Swampskit, Massachusetts and he lives with his family because it's a huge family and everybody likes to stay together it's not that he couldn't live independently he was very much so capable of living independently but why not live with people if they're okay with you being there you know so why not you could save up some money too so especially seeing how expensive it is to live in Massachusetts on top of that oh yeah I think many people would take that option um so long as they get to keep their independence and freedom at the same time um so he lives with he lived with his father his mother and his brother and sister and his other relatives they lived in further parts of Massachusetts but they were all very much so capable of driving out to visit and vice versa. Getting on commuter rails, the house was big enough where they were allowed, they were able to accommodate almost everyone that came and slept over. So it was okay. It was pretty comfy. It was totally fine. Nothing was over cramped. Nothing was underdone. It was well done, well laid out. So comfortable. Uh, one day he decided to go away for a couple of weeks He decided he wanted to fly to Wisconsin to go see some friends and, you know, hang out for the weekend. Uh, And so his nephews and nieces always liked to go in his room when he wasn't there. So for some odd reason, his father realized that every time he went away, every time the son went away for a while, certain things would start happening in his room. His lamp would flicker on and off things would move from one part of the room to the other 
But whenever the son was there and not out of town, everything was fine. As long as he was in Massachusetts, everything was totally fine. So one day, the kids got very, very curious. A nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a six-year-old. They all went in there. They all broke into the room and they started playing around with his stuff. They put on his hat, they put on his sunglasses, and they started lollygagging and started like bouncing around his golf ball, well, not his golf ball, his tennis balls and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, the five, no, the nine-year-old realized the lamp was beginning to move and it began to levitate. It lifted off the surface and it flew over their heads into the wall across the room. Within a matter of seconds, these kids ran out of there so quickly they left their shadows behind. Listener discretion is advised. I highly advise anyone that is listening to this to listen to this during the daytime. Uh, True scary stories are on the horizon for about 51 minutes and a couple of seconds. So if I were you, I would listen early in the daytime. And if you listen in the nighttime or later than that, that's all on you. There we go. I don't know why it didn't work in the, uh, <laughs> the first time. That's weird. Uh, yeah, this app gets to be kind of weird, so Stupid I guess. Stupid dictation. When I was telling you, uh, try again, it said dragon. Uh, oh. Oh, man. Yep, it's Halloween. Well, almost yeah. Halloween. It's the Halloween season, I guess, and, well, definitely is. And yep. everyone's telling all types of scary stories. And yeah. believe it or not, lots of weird things are happening here in Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, really? Really, really weird things. Huh. Um, like, I don't know, my, my, like my nephews, they were experiencing some pretty weird stuff. Uh, Whoa. And I'm like, yo, I am so glad I'm not you guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I would have reacted. I definitely would have been scared as fuck for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely would have been really scared had it mm. been me that it happened to. But apparently oh, wow. it just really scared them pretty badly. And they stayed over for a couple of days, like the weekend. It was that long weekend and they stayed for the entire time until they felt better to go back home again. Yeah. And, you know, they are more than welcomed, you know, stick around because <laughs> I know all too well about those scary things. I guess I could tell you a scary story that happened in when I was when I was like eight years old. And I never forget that right. shit stayed with me from like the time I was eight until I was 12. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Whatever the fuck that was. It was pretty damn scary. And it was like just as a couple of years into me living in Massachusetts. I could tell you the first couple of years of living in Massachusetts were not very good. It was pretty rough, Mm. um, paranormal activity-wise, but socially it was okay, but um, other stuff, the home base was just not very comfortable. Mm. So if you're ready, let me know. Yep. All right. Um, So back in 1998, I was, what, eight years old, Mm -hmm. and... And uh, so, you know, I was sharing a room with my sister at the time. Yeah. Um, I was eight and she was what? High school age, 17 or something. I don't know. I don't remember. She was in high school for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that high school girls back then with really moody attitudes. Like, oh my God, leave me alone. Yeah. They're yeah, still that kind way. of like that. <laughs> I, can't, I don't miss that. My niece is getting older and she's going to be ready to start being that way. It's like, ugh. Yeah. That again. 
gotta go through that with three two more girls actually three more girls oh, no but they're a long way away from that except for my eldest niece however she was there sleeping and hibernating under her blankets listening to her music on blast and her walkman and i was laying in my bed had a really hard time sleeping in fact sleep was a very difficult thing for me oh, and yeah. sometimes it still is yeah um even as an adult who's mm-hmm. approaching their 30s I still have issues like that sometimes but one night I was laying in bed and my sister wasn't home I guess she had finally went off to college at the time and yeah. I was I have the room to myself mm-hmm. and I was like oh great I have a room to myself yay Especially if you live with a large family, you know, like, wow, you have a room to yourself? Mm -hmm. That's a rare occurrence. Oh, no. After I was done being excited, uh uh-uh, that changed. I immediately, for some reason, that feeling of isolation hit me really quickly. Yeah. And I started feeling kind of weird in there, like, really weirded out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what happened to feeling excited and playing my guitar and, you know, playing my guitar all afternoon, listening to Elton John, playing all day long. He what used happened to play to that? guitar a lot. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Playing the guitar, listening to Elton John, listening to Cher and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. growing up as a 90s kid, that was pretty retro and pretty cool. Yeah. I Actually, I miss those good old days. <laughs> Minus the scary stuff that I'm about to tell you. And I'm going to hurry up and get to it right now. So that night, as I'm laying in bed, and I feel really awkward, like really scared, I start hearing what sounded like whispering. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And, you know, I I have a hearing loss, so I've always had hearing problems since I was a kid. I mean, since I was born. And Mm -hmm. blindness. So... Anytime I told somebody I heard something weird, they just dismiss it as my hearing going weird. Like, oh, you're just hearing things. Like, oh, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, that exactly. sounded too clear. Too clear for it to be my hearing issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I hear this whispering, and it kept on whispering my name like a soft whisper. And Whoa. I'm like, why am I able to hear that so clearly? And because yeah. that's, not, that's not usual. And the first time it happened, oh, let me tell you, I hauled ass. I don't even know how quickly I ran out of that room, but all I know was I had to go by the closet to get out of the room, and that was the scariest part. It was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. If I go by the closet, whatever is in there is going to grab me or something, and I was that terrified. Yep. And so I started sleeping with the closet door closed and putting stuff in front of it, and I was still hearing stuff, like still hearing those weird whispers mm-hmm. like what the fuck is that yeah. then I told my mother cause it got to the point where I every time I was in the room by myself any room in that house specifically by myself I would yeah. hear it and I would be hauling ass I had seven other siblings everybody else was perfectly fine no issues with sleeping it was just me You know, some folks say that when you're a child and you're growing up with disabilities, you have more sensitivity to things. Yeah, that's true. And that is so unfortunate. We already have to deal with a lot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a lot of the scrutiny and stuff like that. Why can't it just be someone else who's not disabled? Mm -hmm. You know, already we're already being called all types of names. And to not even be able to get a break from home. Oh, gosh, come on. Yeah. It's in your house now, whatever it is. So, yep. lo and behold, a couple of years go by, and my aunt is like, you you are not like everybody else. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know that. Yeah. We had this conversation. I was like 12 or 13. And she's like, yeah. you're not like everyone else. You need for people to understand that and mm-hmm. you can't you can't just be around everybody like that because sometimes you'll you'll feel stuff that nobody else can or see or hear things no one else can yeah. so because you're a child and you react so quickly to it because you're scared it's yeah. going to mess with you more so as you get older and you start to understand what's going on it's not going to bother you as much in 
fact, you won't even notice it anymore. Yeah. Rarely. Oh, no. I still have some scary stuff happen to me, and I think scary stuff, and I can't even, like, huh? (laughs) Oh. Oh. So yeah, you know, scary stuff, and lo and behold, we did a sage. We sage the house, which is pretty much what everybody does that knows how to sage a house. And yes, there were some spirits in the house that was bothering me because I was the only susceptible one, and everybody else didn't have any issues with their senses for them to latch on. So I was the only vulnerable one that it could attach to and bother so whatever it was it was set free yeah cause before we that's why that I sleep house, with noise I don't have uh, there's never silence in my house I always have some kind of noise on oh yeah I don't blame you before we moved into that house it was abandoned for 25 years who knows what the hell happened in there and I don't care to know somebody could have got murdered that's the truth that's true or somebody could have died in there that's true and uh I never did research didn't care I was like from what I experienced I already got the gist of what was going on I already knew something so involving people (laughs) since you had these scary things happen to you as a kid do you watch scary stuff on TV and like do you read scary stuff nah I don't I I mean I already have to live I already had to live with it so I was like I don't want to entertain yeah. what it was that used to bother Cause, me because the more fear I showed the more it would bother me yeah and they say if you do watch scary stuff and you've already been scared like that as a kid or something it'll just mess with you even more that's true if you play with it you feed into it you make it get stronger off of your fear so yeah. whatever the hell that was it had it left me alone and all the way until I was like 13 or something like middle school age Um, from what I can tell I mean that stuff was so problematic I had to go to this hospital where they did like a mental examination or whatever to see if I had schizophrenia no all of that came clear I had nothing it was something in the house because I, it wasn't bothering me when I left the house and when I went everywhere else, it was perfectly fine. Yeah. But anytime I was in the house or any room alone, even the bathroom even, it would bother me. Wow. Uh, so I went through quite a little bit more than I needed to as a kid. You know, like uh, I said, the scrutiny of growing up with disabilities and then having that happen to you on top of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever someone tells me something scary is happening in their house, I don't doubt them at all. Oh, yeah. I take their word for it. Uh, You never, don't ever discredit people when they're experiencing stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's not a good feeling to be told you're crazy or something's wrong There's different experiences. There's stuff that happens around you, and then there's stuff that happens in your mind. And if it happens in your mind... You don't know if it's really happening or that's just your mind running away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What it took for them to... What it took for everyone to believe that something was happening to me was when it began to happen to them in different ways. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay, now you believe it. Now that it's happening to you, you believe it now, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder why does it always take that much for people to like understand? Well, it's that way with everybody for everything, really. I mean, because like before I got sick, I was like, "Oh, I'll never get sick. I'm too young to get sick." Oh, I was wrong. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, like thoughts and experiences um well um there was this one time I was at my uncle's house and I went in there to take a shower I went to their bathroom to take a shower and I felt like something was watching me I felt like something was staring through me 
mm-hmm. and watching and like and I heard this voice and it was like I don't remember what it said but it said something and like I didn't even hardly get the water on and I I was like, alright, you know what? I'm not I'm not doing this with nobody here. Mm. When somebody's here, I'll take a shower, but not when nobody's not here, I'm not. And I don't blame you. I would be so scared. I would in there and got dressed, changed my clothes, and went in there where my computer was, turned on some noise, and whew, that mm. was the end of that. I don't blame you. That's just some scary shit, man. <laughs> um, and then there was the time I was sitting in my house, and um, my friend just told me about something about a railroad track, and like, I guess I was worrying about her going across the railroad track because she had to cross a bunch of railroad tracks and she was scared of getting hit or something by the train. Was she so blind or visually? Just I'm just curious. She was, um, she was blind. It was in Colorado. Oh. She lived in Colorado. Okay. Um, so, anywho, I got off the phone with her and I'm sitting there and I hear, and I'm like, wait, all right, where's that coming from? So I went and naturally went and opened the door, stuck my head outside, and listen, and and there was no train, there was nothing outside. So I go sit back down, I hear it again, and you know, it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. And then I finally was walking down the hallway, and it got to the point where it was so loud it made my head hurt. And oh like, man. Um, and then when I got into the bedroom, it just stopped. It was just like, boop. it just went away. I'm like, what? The what the heck? hell was that? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, that would scare me so badly. Yeah, it did me. I was like, I literally ran down the hallway. I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, let me think what else. Um, um, well, this wasn't really scary, but it could have been scary if we would have been standing under it, because my dad's a hunter, and he has deer on the wall, he mounts, he mounted deer, mm-hmm. so, um, me and my brother were asleep one night in bed, in here, at my mom's, and then all of a sudden we hear, boom, something just fell off, something just fell, and we were like, what the hell was that, and, um, so, my mom and dad get up, because they hear it too. And they're like, my dad comes in and he's like, a deer fell off the wall. And I was like, what, what the hell? I was like, how did that happen? That and so he was weird. like, I guess it wasn't nailed to the wall good enough or, or like on the nail good enough or something. And I said, it's a good thing none of us were uh, standing up under that thing when it fell because that would have either killed us or seriously injured us. That would have been like a really, really bad freak accident or death. Like, yikes. Yeah, under a deer exactly. head? Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Oh, then this happened at my house too. We just got a new love seat, and it was from somebody else. Somebody else had brought it to us. So this was probably just my mind playing tricks on me because we do have neighbors. Mm-hmm. But I was laying in bed and I heard somebody talking and laughing, and I'm like what the heck is that? And <laughs> like, and then, um, one night, one day I heard the door creaking open and I'm like, uh, okay, I'm not going near that door. Ah, like, no. So, I'm still laying in bed one day and I told my girlfriend about it and she's like, oh, this house ain't haunted. It was probably just from neighbors. I'm like, mm, okay. And after a while, I didn't hear it no more, so I guess it was our neighbors, but still. Yeah, still that scared you. You weren't like, expecting that. Oh, and then this last story, um, my aunt told us about these two little kids who had died um, playing with matches and gasoline. Oh, shit. They're like, they like 10 and 12 years old, but they were outside and they had matches and they had put some gasoline in a barrel, I guess, and they, uh, put that match to that barrel and it blew it blew up and it killed them both oh, so man. my aunt was laying in bed one night and she said she felt something hit the jump on the edge of the bed and I'm like oh no not me I'll be getting the heck on so so she keeps on with the story so that night 
I was thinking about it, and I, and I started flipping, man. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, like, I had the TV on and the radio on. And, like, literally, I smelled smoke one night at that, that night. And I was like, what the heck? Why don't I smell smoke? And then I started hearing somebody yell, help, help. Oh, shit. Help. And I was like, oh, my God. I was, I was literally flipping. I was like, whoa. Oh my so, gosh, like I said, I had that's so scary. And it took me forever <laughs> to go to sleep that night. I would have been sitting right outside the front of the house all scared and shit. Like, I'm scared of cat. <laughs> Some things are just, wow, they're just alarming. Like, yeah, dude. And then um, I heard this one story on this podcast I used to listen to, Real Ghost Stories Online. Um, this woman, she got hired on as an ambulance driver, and mm-hmm. I guess there was a ghost in the ambulance or something. Oh, shit. Because started playing with the buckles and the equipment in the back and started, like, tapping her on the shoulder and stuff. Oh, and no, no, no. Yeah, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Did you Not pull the car over and get the fuck Nobody else wanted to drive it, so she did. And she, um, you know, it, it was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That is so terrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah I was like, whoa. Um, oh man, I, I don't know. Like, I would have such a hard time driving in a vehicle alone. It's because the thing is, when you hear scary stories like that, your imagination goes, oh my god. What if she looks yeah, inside does, the man. rear mirror and she sees like some red beady eyes staring at Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then, these are probably just my imagination going crazy, but I, um, I dreamed one time Little Richard tried to kill me. Uh, I've also dreamed Johnny Cash tried to kill me. Johnny Cash? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. OMG. And then I dreamed London Bridge was chasing me when it was on fire. What the heck? Oh no, I have some crazy dreams, man. <laughs> and I tell you one other story. This didn't happen in Massachusetts, although Massachusetts has some pretty crazy shit. Even if it's oh. not related to Salem, there's a lot of like really scary, like a state that's haunted. Yeah. Um, people like myself and many others have no business going in there. We're just far too sensitive and too susceptible. Um, it would really bother us. But this is a story that happened in Minneapolis, um, Southeast Minneapolis. I was there Mm -hmm. and it happened to me. So one day, me and a a group of people, like at least 20 people or so, we all went to karaoke in St. Paul. And we were all like, yeah, we chose our songs that we wanted to sing. And, you know, we had a good ass time. You know, first mm-hmm. we went to a wedding shower party of some sort, engagement party. Then we took off to karaoke. This was about some three years ago. I guess mm-hmm. around this, I think around this time of the year, three years ago, this happened. And I was living in a three bedroom apartment in Southeast Minneapolis. And so after karaoke, my friend and I, we drove in an Uber together. And then we, anyway, he walks me to my apartment door and, you know, and he goes upstairs to his own apartment. And once I get inside, I lock my door, I check everything to make sure everything is in place. Yeah. And I don't know, I just kind of feel a little strange, you know, like something, how I know something is wrong. Yeah. It's when some parts of the room, like the house starts to feel a little it's that deep, isolated, lonely feeling that I yeah. start to feel. Like, it's like a, it's extremely sad, very sad, isolated yeah. feeling I start to feel. And I'm like, why am I starting to feel this? And it starts to feel kind of dark. And mm. I'm like, this is, it's a very heavy feeling that I'm getting. And I don't want yeah. people to think that I'm sounding like some kind of fake psychic. I am totally normal. <laughs> and I want to, you know, I just want to clear that up. I'm not like those people you see on TV at all. Um, yeah. Those are some not not good feelings at all. Uh, yeah. So 
as I'm getting undressed, I'm down to my boxers and my t-shirt, and mm. I take out my hearing aid. Once I take out my hearing aid, I almost can't hear much of anything. Oh, wow. So, I stretch. You know how when you, you yawn and you be like, oh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Yo, get ready for this shit. Okay. I did that shit, and I said, oh, I'm tired. And I heard something say back to me in like a deep whisper, and it goes, I know you are. Whoa. What? Yo, I hauled ass. I put on my clothes. I don't even remember how fast I put my shit on so fast. Yo. (laughs) I grabbed my phone, my charger, a little bag, and I was like, I'm out. I left all the lights on in that shit. I was like, fuck that shit. I locked the door. And I ran upstairs, and my friend was like, what the hell happened to you? You look like you saw a ghost. I'm like, more like I heard. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And for a while before that shit happened, because when I first moved into that apartment with three bedrooms, it felt so nice and happy. I felt so happy, and I was really excited to be in there. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after almost immediately the vibes begin to like I said as I described it felt very isolated all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and it stopped I stopped feeling happy and I started feeling kind of sad and distant and everything like what is going on I knew something was not right but that shit right there that voice I heard was definitely a confirmation Mm -hmm. that something was in that house with me now there is an old telling an old saying that Caribbeans say before you know don't go out don't come into your house after midnight um always just take a picture of me (laughs) oh okay I was about to say don't do that to me and don't don't tell me no (laughs) um is that saying that Caribbeans and Islanders say is Uh. don't come home after midnight because you can bring home stuff with you yeah. And, and sure enough, I actually did come home from karaoke after midnight. And I wasn't thinking anything of it. I was like, okay, I'm home. I'm just going to go to bed. Oh, no. I think I brought something home with me from St. Paul. And I, you know, repeated to myself, you know, tell whatever the fuck it was to get out. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know you're coming home after midnight or, you know, six o'clock in the morning, um always keep your windows cracked open just a tiny bit so that whatever you bring home with you can get the hell out of your house it's your space that you live in that's your space for you to live okay and that needs to understand that to get out Mm -hmm. um it didn't you know my windows were closed because it was cold it's minnesota what the fuck yeah it was cold as shit so I had no choice. There was a two other bedrooms in there that was empty. I don't know why, but I always felt like something horrible was in there, in both of those rooms. And so I never opened those doors. But oftentimes, I've always came home and I found those doors open. Whoa. And I would pull them closed immediately. And I was terrified. And sure enough, I had a priest come over uh, from a church. And the moment he walked in, he was like, yes, there is more than one thing in this house. Whoa. It manifested. And he said, point to me, show me where you feel it most. I said, I felt it most in the second bedroom. Actually, I felt it most in my bedroom Mm. and the other two bedrooms as well. And I had two bathrooms in that house. Um, And one of the bathrooms kept smelling like cigar. The smell of cigar would get so strong. It would get very strong. And then it would decrease. And I don't smoke. So, I mean, I don't have anything. I have zero problems against anybody who do smoke. But it's just, it's not for everyone. And I'm one of those people that it's not for. Yeah. So I have never had a desire to like, oh, I'm just going to light a big fat blunt and smoke it till I'm like nah. high off my ass. Nah, uh, I, I haven't had that desire and it's okay. It's not for everyone. Yeah. So I'm like, why does my house keep smelling like this? Mm-hmm. And the, the guy from the church was like, 
you're right. You're spot on. There is more than one thing. And he did smell the cigar. And we prayed and to get the evil thing out because it was it was pretty it was a very strong presence and it was very evil and he said it was just maybe someone died in the apartment before I moved and it was I think my bedroom was the old man's bedroom that died in there and what I told him was like I I feel like it's a guy like an old man of some sort and he was like you're absolutely right like yeah he he and I worked tirelessly to get it out and he I guess I didn't get charged for it I was like look I need somebody to help me get this out I don't know what it was I can't do anything to get it out get it get an expert and that was the smartest thing I could ever ever done um, oh, yeah. was to get that shit out with the help of like somebody from a church and I even when he left I still didn't feel good in there I didn't because I had friends that came over and they would notice that parts of the room the living room was cold yeah like they would sit on the couch and everything would feel nice mm-hmm. but then almost immediately minutes later they would feel cold like mm-hmm. a ball of coldness sitting next to them whoa and I'm like yep there's something in here and I know I'm not losing my mind and I'm like why does this keep happening to me like dude this is some scary shit Mm -hmm. I think this is worse than going to a haunted house because your house is haunted and a lot of people a lot of people don't talk about it because some people look at you like are you crazy look I rather than think I'm crazy than to sit here and keep all them scary feelings to myself hell nah Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. call me crazy all you want but as soon as something happens to them oh yeah if it takes more than one person to hear and experience what you're experiencing then you're not crazy definitely not crazy I've always heard like ghosts can't hurt you but I don't know yes they can they can indeed they can definitely hurt you and the best thing to do is like my best practice I would say is to just don't play with something you don't know why it's there like leave it if you found something there and it seems suspicious don't touch it yeah just leave it where it is ask mm-hmm. somebody else to take ask somebody else to touch it but make sure you never have to go in there again <laughs> so that you yeah. don't have to face the consequences yeah so that's my story of living in southeast minneapolis and I hauled wow. ass out of there like fucking yeah, wicked. But you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Man. go back in there until the next day. And even then, I made a friend come down. Actually, I had three people come down. Wow. I had three people. They all stayed with me, and I actually stayed with my friend in his apartment. Only came down to my apartment to take a shower, cook dinner, and and I always have the feeling that you are should you should never be in there alone because the opposite side of the house just always felt so dark and it just didn't feel good it was very very dark and sad and isolated yeah. feeling and I described all of those feelings to the pastor that came to bless the apartment yeah. and he was like what you describe is exactly what he was feeling once he walked in there as well and he knows it wasn't me because I obviously was not giving off those vibes. It was something yeah. in the house that was doing that. Mm. Yep. Mm. And now nobody who, no one that's blind or visually impaired has to live in there anymore. They moved all of those people out of there. Yeah. Now other people who. I don't know. Whoever has that apartment, good luck. And ever since when I moved back to Minnesota a second time, I did not ever step foot on that street where that happened ever again. I probably drove past it in a car, didn't even look at the window. I was like, if I look outside of there and I see a figure standing in that window, 
fuck. Yep. I don't know. Don't even look at it. Just drive past it. Yeah. Just go to hell. Just keep going straight. Don't look. Don't see nothing. I don't see shit. Mm-hmm. Hell nah. I was like, look. I know. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. That right there is definitely something you cannot play with. Leave it alone. I don't feel. I've never. I mean, I've had those experiences, but every once in a while, but most of the time everything's been normal for me like even even at my uncle's house I don't mm-hmm. feel that all the time it was just that one time when nobody else was there yeah that's that's something you don't want ever it's not a good feeling it doesn't feel nice at all mm-hmm. or like you know I was laying on the recliner in the apartment and I was like waiting I was hanging out with some friends and they fell asleep on the couch mm-hmm. and I was on the recliner. I was so yeah. scared. I didn't even want to sleep in my bedroom. I slept in the recliner. Wow. I didn't care if I, I didn't care if I was uncomfortable. No way the heck I wasn't gonna be in there. Uh-uh. Yeah. Especially by myself. So I went, took a nap, and I was awakened by like a cold feeling like that went all down my body from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Whoa. It woke me up out of my goddamn sleep, yo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talking about some wake up. Like, what the fuck? Whoa. Yo. Dude. And my friend is like, he was laying there, and he was knocked out. It was just me. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I, need, I, I, I left. I was like, you guys, they can have that apartment back. I don't want it. I left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ended up getting an apartment in South Minneapolis, which was hell of a lot better. Have you had any? Where are you staying now? Oh, I'm in Massachusetts now. Right? Like, uh, do you stay with your family or? Um, with my family most of the time, yes. I was gonna say, do you have a? Do you have a place of your own? Or? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Cool. Have you yeah. experienced anything in there? Nope, I have not. Because I would sage the house. And oh, yeah. you know, I guess before moving into an apartment, which is my lesson to know now, before putting any of your personal belongings in there, get it blessed. Because you don't know what was in there or who was in there before you. Yeah. And if you're so, if you're like a scaredy cat like me, you don't want to do any research because you're afraid to find out stuff. Just, just get it blessed. Get the apartment blessed. Get it saged, and then wait about a week or so, and then move in if you can. So. Uh, I've never done that with any place I've lived in. I'm just like, oh, we can just move in. <laughs> That's what a lot of people eat. don't realize is that you don't know what like whose vibes were left behind whether it was an evil person like somebody was just so much energy passes through it passes through places and if you know you're a susceptible person you want to make sure that the space that you're living in is clear and it's ready for you and your energy only so no What, the heater? Yeah. Uh. Found it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so much you have to do to prepare yourself when you're a very susceptible person. Uh, I don't think I am because stuff don't mess with me. I don't know. I don't know why it messes with me. I don't look for anything. I just, just trying to live my life. And it just, you know, it's not like with everything every single time but it's those occasional yeah those occasional occurrences you know mm-hmm. I can go places and I can just have a regular experience like everyone else most of the time but sometimes I'll have those I'll have those off moments where I notice that like things are off balance once I notice that things are off balance I'm getting the hell out before it starts to show more yeah yeah, that's my cue to leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and my friends would say, hey, what's up? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to take a break and I'll just leave. Like, I'll catch up with you guys later. And usually they come back with a terrible story of what, what horrible stuff happened or who argued or who fought. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, a characteristic of, of someone like myself and many others is we often like to be by ourselves. Not that, not that we think we're better than other people. It's just, you know, we we require that alone time sometimes. Oh, I could stay by myself all the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I still need that interaction with people. Yeah. So. That time to debrief and recharge your energy is definitely required. Yeah. And, yeah. Because people, they come, like, harvesting a lot of different types of vibes. And you don't want that mixing in with yours and shit like especially yeah. if they got that dusty ass vibe and shit you don't want that shit next to yours <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you know so it's cool it's okay it's okay to need time to like take a dozen deep breaths <sighs> it's not a crime it really ain't <laughs> And I guess it depends on what you watch on TV and what you listen to, because that can affect it too. I agree. I don't really watch. I don't really watch TV that much. But I did. I will say I did watch Hocus Pocus yesterday. Um, and that's that's a family Halloween movie. It's nothing scary. It was okay. Uh, that's definitely not something that to watch then trigger anything. And I listen to music. It's mainly like nice, soft R&B that talks about love and happiness. And just, or just instrumental music like saxophones and drums and guitars. Yeah. I'm not necessarily like, oh, I don't think rap music is good. Yeah. It's great and all, but it's not for everyone. And then I know you listen to Nirvana too. Yeah, I occasionally, I have my one or two favorite songs from Nirvana that I'll listen to every now and then, but I definitely do not have a collection of, like, their music. Not that I think it's bad, but, you know, we have our preferences. You know, a little bit of Nirvana, a little bit of Marilyn Manson, just that one song by him. Then everything else is like R&B and instrumentals of like saxophone. Yeah, I listen to a lot of rock. I listen to ACDC and stuff like that. So. Nice, nice. So you think of the music that might trigger those weird feelings. I definitely don't allow. Some those. people, some people might think that uh, ACDC's. Uh, Hell's bells and how would the hell would probably trigger shit like that? Oh yeah, definitely. Don't bother me. <laughs> For sure, it certainly would. Um, it's just sometimes you catch those, you have those off balance moments, and you have to figure out, you have to know when that time is to remove yourself from a space like this, or a group of people that make you feel like everything is off balance and you just kind of get away from it like find something to find an excuse to get away I don't care just get away from it (laughs) you know um so it's all good you know aside from that everything else is pretty normal do you have any other stories you want to share trying to think Think of any other true ones I've heard. Um, uh, so that was this. I heard this on a podcast, a True Scary Stories podcast. So there was this kid. He was playing this online shooting game, mm-hmm. and um, so the kid was playing the game, and then all of a sudden his internet went out. So. Um, 
the internet went out, and then a few minutes later, he gets back on the game, but it wasn't him. It was somebody else. Oh, shit. So, so time goes on, and his friend calls his mom, um, calls the house the next morning and was like, dude, what happened? And, like, everybody, and, like, um, so the, the short story of it is, was when the kid, when the internet went, the phone line got cut, and this dude, whoever it was, I guess, guess it was another gamer or somebody, or whoever, went up in there and shot him, went up in there and shot him all up. Oh, shit. And then that guy who killed him logged onto his computer and started playing the game. What the fuck? Yeah. That is crazy. Damn. Another thing, if people, like, if people get scared real easy, you don't want to watch crime documentaries because that'll get your mind messed up too. Oh, it'll make sleep damn near impossible. Hmm? It would make sleeping damn near impossible. Oh, see? It don't mess with me because I fell asleep watching crime shows before. <laughs> you didn't give you any weird dreams? <laughs> well, I had a dream me and my girlfriend were fighting and she decapitated me with a chainsaw. Oh, shit. Wow. I was like, damn. And we were fighting over food. I was like, really? Food? <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. Damn, that is pretty crazy. Yeah. And I guess I have one last real one. Till this day, right. I don't know what the hell that was, but let me tell you. When that shit happened, I was pretty uncomfortable. Uh, for yeah. the longest time. So... Prior to that weird incident that happened in Southeast Minneapolis, um, I was hanging out with a group of guys and girls, and we were all in one apartment building, just hanging out and stuff like that. And two of the guys were taking a nap in the living room, and two of the girls were in the bedroom sleeping. Mm -hmm. And, well, two of the other girls, and I was leaving the second bathroom and making my way to the kitchen to, I don't know, make something to eat. And on my way to the kitchen, I saw some, like, dark, something really dark hanging over one of the guys. I don't know what that, I really don't know what that was, but it was there for, like, a split second. And then it disappeared when I made another movement. I moved a little bit again and it disappeared. Mm -hmm. And I went over to the guy like a couple of minutes later and I was like, dude, wake up. Like, did you notice anything? He was like dead asleep, all like all confused and everything. Like, oh no, what are you talking about? I was like, all right, I guess you didn't notice it. He didn't ask about it again. I didn't tell him neither. But yeah. I told the other guy what I saw uh, and he wasn't skeptical or anything because he was also he's also like a visiting visited Massachusetts plenty of times too Yeah. in fact all of us have been to Massachusetts two of us lived in Massachusetts and the other guy lived there you know he visited he visits quite often uh, he yeah probably was considering living in Massachusetts at one point. I don't know about now, but I told him what I saw, and he was like, that is super freaking weird. It's like he has some kind of, like, evil spirit following him that's causing all of these issues. Because from time to time, he would get into arguments with people, or his personality would switch up. And he would go from, like, calm to, like, really crazy and belligerent sometimes. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, something's got to... Did he drink? No, he doesn't drink. Uh, He used to smoke a lot. Oh. And marijuana does not do that to you. It 
definitely does not make you go from well it affects different people different stuff maybe maybe that's what it did with him and maybe somebody put something in his weed mm-hmm. who knows they must have laced it up I don't know it made him even when he didn't he was like that mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. swings back and forth from one mood to another in a matter of seconds mm-hmm. and maybe it was bipolar bipolar yes I guess that was all the characteristics of bipolar because at one point could he'd be it, like he could have been and just didn't know it yeah and it definitely affected a lot of people that he was around you yeah. know he lost friendships because of that weird mood of his and his mindset was like it's always the other person's fault and not his he never stood back and evaluated his own his own attitude. It was everyone else's attitude and not his. Mm-hmm. It was never yeah. his. Yeah. So it was like narcissist. Yeah. Yes, indeed. He was never allowed to do anything wrong. It was always everyone else. Mm-hmm. So that friendship was no longer in existence mm. after all of that went down. And we all ended up being by ourselves again. And then I left because I had better opportunities presenting itself. And I moved on with my life. Yeah. So, dark cloud that hangs over someone that has mood changes. No longer anyone else's concerns anymore. Yeah. But... I will tell you thanks for joining me on this podcast and look for a shout out. You know, I'm going to give you a shout out right now. So guys, check out the Doug Couch podcast. Doug and, Couch show. I mean, sorry. I got to get that. I changed down. it. I changed it from <laughs> Doug Couch podcast to Doug Couch show. All right, cool. So check out the Doug Couch show and give him a listen. Listen to his episodes. He's got some really good topics and good music and I hope you guys were not terribly scared by the true stories that happened in many places especially in Massachusetts if you uh oh if you ever have a scary experience don't ever let anyone tell you that what your experience is not what you're experiencing is is not true it is if you know for sure it definitely is Mm -hmm. so pay close attention to your vibes your energies around you and be happy all right guys thanks for something might just come into your house and get you (laughs) or or if you're down to your boxers and you're gonna sit here and yawn and say you're tired you might hear somebody go i know you are yo That's not funny. It really isn't. But still, it's pretty fucking scary, you know? Yeah. Ain't nothing yep. funny about that shit. Mm-mm. Hell nah. But thanks again, guys. Thanks again, Doug. And no I always have fun doing podcasts with you. And yeah. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Yep. If you guys have stories to share or any comments you want to send, you can send it to the email casu305 at outlook.com. And I'll say it again, casu305 at outlook.com. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, Please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, Thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. Hey, Casper. I see that you hit me up with the yellow star, so I had to take a look at who you were as an individual on your station. And the first segment that I saw was the Wall Watchers. 
I took a listen to it, and yeah, you are absolutely correct. Not only is it happening on Facebook and um, did it happen on MySpace and all these other social media platforms, I've seen it on Anchor. Now, since we're on Anchor, I'm going to call these, not wall watchers, barnacle grabbers. They just sit there on your boat, just nothing, doing nothing, just minding their own business, not even giving you any support. So with that, I really do appreciate you and your segment. It was an eye-opener, so I will be hitting you up with a yellow star, and I'll be listening tuned in onto your station. So, Casper, thank you for shouting me out or looking me up. I'm about to do the same. Take care, Mama. Mm-hmm.